And we're back. We took a little time off, a little bit longer than I would have liked, but things got a little busy around here. So uh, unfortunately, there wasn't as much time as I would like to sit down and talk to people for free. But now we're back on track, kind of. Because uh, for this first episode, volume two of uh, More Than We Can Chew, I guess, with the very funny Andrea Romano, we were having such a good time that I forgot to do the plugs at the end. <laughs> you know, I just wasn't back in the groove of doing the show yet, and, uh, well, I'm forgetful. Very much so. Chronically so sometimes. If you're forgetful, we can help you remember. Just email us at morethanwecanchew at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at morethanwecanch, which is more than we can chew without the EW. On Twitter, you can find Mr. Matt Kenny at the Matt Kenny, and I'm at O Mike Mitchell. Our guest, Andrew Romano, writes for Mashable.com and tweets at the Andrea Romano. Please like the show on SoundCloud, share it on Facebook, do whatever it is you got to do to tell other people about it. Another way you can do that is by subscribing to the show in iTunes or the podcast app and give us a five-star review. Because for some reason, which is unknown to us mere mortals, but makes complete sense to the Steve Jobs AI running Apple, it allows the show to be more visible to people that might not hear it otherwise. And I'd like that because I would like people to hear the show. Okay, that's that's it, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, hi, and welcome to More Than We Can Chew. I'm Mike Mitchell. And I'm here today with a very special guest, <laughs> um, uh, Andrea Romano. Hello. Welcome her. <laughs> I always want. I always wanted to do this with um, the other guy I was doing the show with, Matt. I always want to put in like little sound effects in oh, places. Yeah. And whenever I have a guest, I don't want to be. I want to be like, here's Andrea Romano. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just because yeah. just it's like it's weird to do it in a dead space where oh, it's yeah. just like here's this person mm-hmm. quiet <laughs> you know you should do know what you should do you should do um like the like ira glass has all the has those like stock soundtracks that he always has underneath his voice uh-huh. whenever he inter- whenever he introduces the show yeah you should just have some of those like it's like stock music, or mm-hmm. it's like okay. Have you ever listened to this in American I've, Life? I actually never have. Well, you should because it's like <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's so great. It's like the one show for some. Re- I don't know why I'm I am like this, but I'm the kind of person that I will get into the smaller shows, mm-hmm. the smaller public radio shows, or like the small movies, but like just mm-hmm. don't have time or any interest in the big shows. Okay, that so you're like a about. podcast hipster. Me? No, you're it's, just like, no, it's oh, not. Well. No, it's not that. It's not that at all. But it's like, because I listen to Radiolab, and mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a big, that's a big show. That's a big show. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just like, I just don't have any interest in listening to This American Life. Like, I heard one once, and I was like, that's good, but it wasn't enough <laughs> to be like. It's <laughs> good. Like, it wasn't enough to be like, oh, I have to listen to this from now on. <laughs> like, I have to download this every week and listen to it religiously. And it was the same thing with Serial. 
You didn't like. I didn't listen to, to serial. Listen to, nope. That was Heard. such an addicting show. I yeah. mean, like the latest, the this last season, season two, is not as addicting as the first one because it was a highly publicized case before. Uh, what was it? Uh, the Bo Bird doll case. I don't know what that is. Okay, well maybe it wasn't as highly publicized <laughs> as I thought. <laughs> um, but Bo doll. He was a POW, essentially, um, over in Pakistan, and he was uh, a prisoner for four, mm-hmm. for five years. Uh-huh. And um, he got that way because he deserted his oh. uh, his place, his platoon, or whatever right, right, right. whatever it's supposed to be called. And um, when he was brought back, basically, President Obama had to negotiate with the terrorists to bring him back. And he had to, um, the president had to release some prisoners from Guantanamo Bay in order to bring uh-huh. them back. And so it was um, very controversial. Because it's like, back. why are we doing anything for this deserter, yes. even though he's an American <clears throat> citizen? Yeah, and it was in the newspapers yeah. and like yeah. all this stuff. And, and now it's on serial. It's like, but we kind of already know this person yeah yeah we don't know everything about it but it's yeah i mean it's kind of a different um side of the story because it's his um side of the story mostly but yeah it was just kind of like but we've heard of this person already i feel like when when you tell something when you tell a story from the side from the point of view of the convict or the prisoner or something Mm -hmm. like that there's this you establish empathy with them so Mm -hmm. you like want them to be the good guy and so it's like a thing where like when the first serial came out, everyone's like, Adnan didn't do it. And it's then, like, but he could have. But he could have. <laughs> and it's the same thing with like the new making murderer thing where yeah. it's like, it's yeah. like, you don't want him to do it. It's like, he could have. He could have. I and, mean, he could have. Yeah, yeah, no, totally could have. Yeah. But we really don't Especially want him to like, do it. Especially because the filmmakers left out so much yeah. of that. And just kind of like, I, I actually uh, haven't watched that either. <laughs> I did. Uh, <laughs> I'm addicted to that stuff. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. You like murders? I do, like I do. What? All right. This, this, is a, this is, I swear to God, this is a woman thing. It is a woman thing. Women fucking You're so right love about this. murderers. We love murderers. We <laughs> love Law & Order SVU. Because, uh, <laughs> like, dudes are like, it's okay. Like, take it or leave it. But women are like, I have to know why because we need to <laughs> we need to know all the angles so we yeah. can like prepare ourselves is, is it, that's what i was just gonna say is it like a preparation <laughs> thing? maybe it is because <laughs> i feel like yourself against horrible men yeah because i feel like when i watch svu i'm just like mm, yeah. men are terrible <laughs> and you're like, not wrong <laughs> i'm not <laughs> but, but my girlfriend is the same exact way mm-hmm, she'll like mm-hmm. like if i want to i she doesn't uh, consume a lot of media like she hasn't seen a lot of movies or she reads books mm-hmm. but they're mostly like she's like hmm does it have a prison scene in it because if it doesn't have a prison scene in it i don't, <laughs> really, I don't care. really care <laughs> um so like sometimes when i show her a movie i'll be like it's about a prisoner and a murderer and she'll be like all right i'm in <laughs> <laughs> but i yeah i don't they're get fascinating it. and also it's just kind of i don't know um it's very psychological and fascinating watching those kinds of movies because I don't know maybe that's not just particular to women but I think I think a lot of women are drawn to more psychological mm-hmm. things more more cerebral yeah kind cerebral. of like thinky pieces Think, thinky stuff <laughs> rather than um like blowy up <laughs> I love those blowy uppy movies yeah. Michael Bay is my favorite blowy uppy <laughs> he's very 
very good at the blowy uppy stuff. <laughs> Not so great at the thinky stuff. But no, no. I got water in my shoe when I was walking over here. <laughs> now my socks all wet. That's why I got these. Yeah. Like special special rain slash snow boots. Yeah. No, yeah. I have these awesome snow boots at home. Mm-hmm. They're called bogs. Yeah. Like professional farmers wear them. <laughs> like, like I went all out for them because they were they were like one of the only vegan shoes I could find. So vegan farmers wear these. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, no, not not necessarily <laughs> vegan farmers. They are just really good boots, and they happen to be vegan. Oh, okay. So I bought them, and they're like the best the best boots I've ever had. Mm-hmm. If it's like drizzling outside, I'll wear them. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't wear them today because I'm going on the bus and then I have to go to an office where I have to wear these nice shoes. Well, you know what I do? I usually put like a pair of flats in my bag and I switch yeah. them. You can't do that as a guy. Sure because you can. Your, your boot, your, well, my shoes are probably much bigger than yours. Well, yes, <laughs> that's true. I'm sure if I tried <laughs> to put my shoes in a bag, it would come out. And then I put my boots in a bag. But like you have a, you have a big backpack. But that's so full. It's already could, it's already full of stuff. What do you have in your backpack? I have my lunch. Okay. And then I have um, a hoodie and a raincoat, which take up a lot of room, surprisingly. Why do you have so many clothes in your backpack? Because you, you always got to be prepared. Oh, well, you, you come here from New Jersey. I come here from New Jersey. Okay. So well, it's not like... I, I live 30 minutes away. Yeah. In, in <laughs> so it's a little easier yeah. for me. Just from like coming off working on sets and stuff. <clears throat> Like, it's, it's almost like a thing where it's like, all right, always fucking be prepared because you never know what <laughs> the fuck's going to gonna happen. <laughs> the one time I worked on a movie where I didn't have any rain gear, it was the worst day of my life. Right. Like, <laughs> of course it rained. But. No, like, well, I didn't have any rain gear to begin with. Right. Because I, I just didn't think about it. Mm-hmm. And then the gaffer was, like, suiting up like he's going into, like, a hazmat situation. <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, it's going to fucking pour. And I was like, and? And he's like, oh, he'll know (laughs) you'll you'll figure this out in a little while like it was it was literally like the first movie i'd ever worked on okay and uh he was like oh don't worry child yeah yeah pretty much he's like he's like after my first movie i bought i went out and invested in some rain gear the the first three years that i lived here and i and mind you i've lived here for four and a half years Mm -hmm. uh so the first three years that i lived here i had no rain boots I didn't have a rain coat. I didn't have like a coat that could withstand the the rain or right. um cuz I I moved here from Colorado, which is a very dry mm-hmm. um place that doesn't get a lot of rain. There's 300, really? 300 days of sun. Oh my god. No rain. <laughs> Jesus. And if it rains, it's like kind of it's sporadic like drizzly. rain. Yeah. Um yeah, cuz it's a desert. <laughs> uh, it's mostly desert. Is it a desert? It's mostly desert. Oh. Mostly. See, I thought it was like all snowy mountains and stuff. Yeah, I mean, like up, up, like in the mountains, it's it's very snowy and stuff. And like it snows everywhere. Most mm-hmm. of the most of the state gets a lot of snow. I'd say like if you go pretty far east, it doesn't get too much snow, and if you go pretty far west, it doesn't get too much snow. Mm-hmm. But like majority of the state, it's very snowy very dry so the snow we call it fresh powder (laughs) like if you go up in the mountains like all the all the ski bros are just like ah we've got a 
fresh fresh powder like fresh, <laughs> fresh powder bra get some fresh powder bra like uh yeah you going out like on a, the powder day bra yeah totally <laughs> totally that's exactly what it is and so got my new snow pants bra yeah totally so, going out today so um like the we i had like an umbrella that was not good uh-huh. uh like a five dollar umbrella moving here um and so so the first day it so the rained. first day well yeah actually the day we moved the day i moved here it was like the day after hurricane irene <laughs> 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 So my umbrella broke. (laughs) (laughs) That was, uh, yeah, that was obvious. (laughs) Yeah, so, um, so, yeah, I was not prepared for any weather here. Uh Um, And so the first three years here, I just didn't have any, uh, like, I didn't have, like, snow boots, really, um, out in Colorado, really, like, like, ones that could really withstand wet snow, Mm -hmm. essentially. Like, I had, like, heavy-duty boots. Yeah. But the snow out here is so much slushier and wetter that it's like, it just gets into your shoes and ruins your shoes. Oh, yeah. No, it's going Um, to annihilate your shoes. Yep. Your your shoes are going to get raped by snow. (laughs) Exactly. Like, like your shoes are going to be sexually assaulted. (laughs) So many shoes I've had to, (laughs) I've had to comfort and then get rid of. (laughs) They were better off. (laughs) <laughs> being sent away your shoes are on an episode of law and order they svu were, mm-hmm. <laughs> i have another story about svu moving out to here um, so but, so wait uh, okay yeah. so originally you're so from colorado I'm, uh well no i'm a, i was born in texas okay and then moved to colorado when i was 13 oh but mm-hmm. so like most of your formative years are in texas then or in colorado yeah. okay. um we mo- we lived in arizona for like two and a half years mm-hmm. um but yeah most of most of my childhood was in texas and then most of my teen and adult years were in colorado so yeah um the first snow out here like it was just a slush <laughs> and uh, so you're coming from and I was, you're coming from a place with basically no weather no weather except for all snow, the weather except for like a blizzard and like you know when the blizzard's coming and we're right. all pretty yeah so so like, all right so when you have a blizzard out there is it like all right you're getting like 10 feet of snow or you're getting yeah. like oh okay mm-hmm. so it's like major snow yeah but it's not it's not the kind like of things snow. shut down yeah, yeah yeah so you you had snow days mm-hmm. okay all right yeah because I, I would imagine coming but it to... Took, it takes a lot to have a snow day out there. Yeah. Like, it, you have to have, I don't know, maybe two or three feet. Mm-hmm. Like if you have, like, a foot of snow, it's, like, not that big a deal because yeah. you're kind of prepared for it. Depending on... There was, like, there's one highway that goes through the mountains that's usually going to close down mm-hmm. if there's like a foot of snow okay. at least a foot of snow so like if there's snow out here and it's like oh we're gonna get a foot of snow i'm like nah. big deal yeah yeah <laughs> man up deal with it <laughs> except the fact that it's like except the wettest it's like, snow it's the worst snow <laughs> ever it's the heaviest slushiest yeah. snow and like the first like slushy snow that i had to deal with out here like my shoes were not good for it even though they were like heavy duty shoes that i've worn in snow before mm-hmm. um I was interning for a Broadway producer, and that was like the one day that she needed a thousand errands run. <laughs> <laughs> so I was walking around in my terrible shoes, and it was snowing so hard. And like by the end of the day, like the soles were coming off, and I was walking around. Oh my around god! In the snow. That's crazy. <laughs>
I grew up like in the same place, basically, like in like all through elementary school, middle school, high school. Yeah, it's kind of crazy place. to me when people tell me things like that. Yeah. So did your was it like your your parents just like wanted to move to Colorado? Was it a thing where they got transferred? Is your dad in the military? No, my dad's not in the military. Because um, there's a big, isn't there a big? Uh, there's like yeah, we were always around a, some big military bases. So like I knew a lot of other kids that like moved around a lot, but mm-hmm. um, no, my dad would like. Um, he would just change jobs oh, okay. every, um, I mean, not like every couple of years or anything or anything like that. But even in Texas, like we moved towns once because my dad changed jobs and once just because they wanted, my parents uh, bought a new house mm-hmm. and, and it was a new, and it was in a different town and it was like a really nice house. And okay. Yeah. We were part of the country club and <laughs> like it was near my grandparents and all this stuff. So we were just like really like upper middle class like hoity-toity white people that you should always hate <laughs> yeah yeah so you were basically everything bad about colorado uh, well that was in texas oh, we were that everything texas. that was bad bad about texas okay um, <laughs> and then um around the time that we moved to arizona um my dad had to get a new job I can't even remember why. Yeah. It wasn't something that like was really planned, but like you know, he didn't he have had... to run in the middle of the night, and you followed him, and no, 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 he got no, a new identity. No, no. All of a sudden, you're the butchers from no, no, <laughs> from from uh, yeah. from like Ohio or something. Your right. name's not Andrea anymore. <laughs> yeah, you're Kate Butcher. Shush. From Ohio. Remember that. <laughs> But your yeah, mom's we just had like dyeing your hair in, in a rest stop sink. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it felt like that because it was just kind of like, oh, well, I mean, dad had to get a new job when we're moving to Arizona. It's like, okay. And like by that time, we had moved once that I could like remember when I, we moved when I was a baby, of course, but because, um, mm-hmm. you know, we've got a bigger house. Um, but um, so, so for most of your early years, you were living in Texas as like a hoity-toity yeah. white person mm-hmm. and then you moved to Arizona and we were still hoity-toity white people hoity-toity white people <laughs> and so when did you move from Texas to Arizona how old are you that's yeah I was 13 I was 13 when we moved from Texas to Arizona and then I was 15 when we moved from Arizona to Colorado oh, okay so all right so you actually didn't spend that much time in Colorado then Mm, I spent nine years there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because, like, I always think of, like, high school as, like, that's the time, like, I formed into, like, a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I spent half my high school years in Arizona and half in Colorado. Yeah. Was that, like, hard? <laughs> was that, like, hard? <laughs> was, that, was that hard in a way? Like, <clears throat> you're, like, 13, you're a, you're a burgeoning young woman <laughs> just coming into your own, and then you have to, like, move? Um, and, you like, know what? Actually, I actually kind of liked moving. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, because I mean, like, it was a little rough mm-hmm. because, like, I had when I was thirteen, like, I had like my I had like my girl squad. Mm-hmm. I remember having like my girl squad that I always hung out with, and like I had to say goodbye to them. But then, you know. I lost touch with them pretty, like, not pretty quickly, but, like... <laughs> Fuck yeah, you guys. I was just like, oh, forget you. <laughs> but it was like, oh, whatever, bitches, bye. <laughs> but, like, uh, but, like, you know, I just kind of, like, found a new mm-hmm. group to be with. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're not, like, a shy person, um, generally. No, I mean, I 
I kind of am. I think I have become more shy as I've gotten older. Oh, but like, okay. um, because I was in theater, it was just kind of like, yeah. this yeah. is this is who I am with. Right. It's like these are the, these are my friends now. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah. Just like it was kind yeah, of that easy. Helps. Yeah. To like when I when you're in clubs, it's just kind of yeah. I was just like always in clubs. I was like in a drama club and art club so it was always just kind of like well these are my people yeah so here you go yeah that's i found all my friends yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't have to like go searching you're just very like, hard yeah okay that's cool because like <laughs> i'm i'm naturally a shy person mm-hmm. so it's like i if that were me in that situation i would have just like all right i have no friends for the next couple of years <laughs> that's just how it's gonna be <laughs> yeah um when i was 13 i was in band too uh-huh. so it was just kind of like okay well i'm I'm a band kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was like easy. I was very easily labeled. And so it was just right. kind of like, oh, well, you're a band kid. So you're friends with the other band kids. Right. And so it was just kind of like, yeah. So you just kind of like pick out the band kid that you <laughs> like the most. And that's your best friend now. Trombone. Over here. It's like, <laughs> it's like oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What, what did you play in the, in the band? I was a French horn, and mm. I played a little bit of the hoity-toity, the hoity-toityest of all the instruments. And uh, <laughs> you know why? Because it's French. Because it's French. <laughs> and uh, and I did some trumpet uh, with all the trumpet bros. It's not a joke. It's like all the trumpet. Oh yeah. All the trumpeters are are dudes. Yeah. Because the trumpets are just so loud. Yeah. And, no, there's no getting around just, a trumpet like, player. Yeah. <laughs> and I, um, uh, yeah. I I was in band in in high school and. And our band teacher was a trumpet player and his son was a professional trumpet player like in like the I don't know if it was like the Boston pop orchestra or something like that but like one of those big fancy mm-hmm. orchestras and he had like I think he had like the record in the country for the loudest trumpet <laughs> <laughs> like he's like the scorpions of feel, trumpet players <laughs> I feel like it's all it's like a dick measuring contest almost <laughs> oh yeah where it's just kind of like who can be the loudest and most annoying right. must have the largest dick <laughs> like well actually it's probably true. it's probably more like an inverse <laughs> an inverse that yeah. you must have the smallest you must have the smallest but i'm the loudest but so. i'm the loudest so yeah. i'm compensating for I, that i would imagine that you don't get a lot of like female band like I know this is like sexist, but I'm sure you don't get a lot of flautists trying to no. <laughs> be the loudest flute in the orchestra. Not really. <laughs> I only say flautists because most of our flautists were, were female were females, too, yeah. and the clarinets were mostly female. Isn't that? It's, Isn't I've, that weird? That's weird. It's, it's the so same weird. makeup. Yeah. Of, um, of in my band, our and, drum corps was mixed though. It was pretty fifty-fifty. Yeah. Ours, ours was all male. There was one girl, but she was not. She wasn't really a part of it. It mm-hmm. was more like she was just there. She's she's just like the drum corps dr- groupie. She's no, no, like, no. I'm just with the band. No, it was more like she was antisocial. <laughs> oh, okay. And didn't want to play anything, but wanted to be in band. Hmm. So she okay. would like. But like band is social, and you have to play something. She wasn't. So she just like <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it was. She was weird, and she got like, like she started out okay, mm-hmm. and then like successively as the years went by like just proceeded to like Mm. isolate herself from everyone else it was weird weird yeah oh she probably had like depression or something yeah i guess (laughs) (laughs) probably now that i think about it yeah 
Um, but you know, when you're when you're 14 or 15, you're just, you're just like, like that girl's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Why is she sitting in the corner reading all the time? Bro, she probably has like clinical depression. <laughs> what fag? What? <laughs> it's, it's fucking Tom. <laughs> Uh, Did you just say some, something scientific, dude? Whatever. Whatever, bro. Oh, you're so gay. <laughs> um, I was also in Color Guard. What is Color Guard? It's the flags. It's the the people who are throwing flags and the wooden, oh, the wow. wooden guns. Was our high school really big? It, yeah, we had a So you had enough guard. people to have a Color Guard. Yeah. We had My... 14 people on our Color Guard. That is... And we had like... I think we had like thirty between thirty and fifty people in the band, and then uh, like fifteen color That's guard people. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty big. So, is it like a natural progression from band to color guard, or is it like you were in color guard first and then? No, I think it's a it's a progression from band to color guard because you know like you're in band and it's just kind of like eh, I'm not sure if I want to play an instrument anymore, but I can dance. Yeah. And so <laughs> <laughs> I can dance and I can throw a pole around, and so I'm gonna do. <laughs> that. I don't really feel like learning how to play an instrument or read music, but. I just, I just, I just need to inside me. I need to dance and I need to get that out. And <laughs> my sister was also in color guard, and so I was just like, "Oh, that looked fun! I, I can throw this like giant six foot pole around." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. Do you have to audition for that, or do you have to? Yes. Oh, oh, wow! Mm-hmm. So that's serious. Yeah, like it's a, it's almost like you're a not camp. good enough to spin a flag. <laughs> <laughs> Some people weren't. <laughs> Did you ever have to? How long were you on color guard for? Two years. Two years. So at some point, were you ever part of the, uh, the auditioning process? Like, mm-mm, she's not good enough. Yeah, I mean, like when you're on the team and new and like the new people come in. Like the rest of the team watches, and the and the rest of the team also helps mm-hmm. um, because it's kind of like a camp where right. it's like we you do a little bit of like this is some basic moves and like here's some basic choreography and um <clears throat> sorry I have like a cold <laughs> <laughs> on the when I was coming in on the bus today yeah it was like two women were having dueling <laughs> coughs like it was like. <clears throat> <clears throat> <laughs> I'll show you, bitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. It was like a complete back and forth, and I was like, I wasn't even thinking about getting sick until I heard you, bitches, like coughing <laughs> up like, a storm <laughs> it behind me. And I was like, what the fuck now is you're going, going on? To. No, I'm totally gonna get. I'm gonna like pass something on to you. I'm gonna be patient zero for this like NJ transit I cough get, disease. I, I have asthma, and so like I get coughs for weeks. Like, uh, when I get a okay. cough, it just doesn't quit for a while. Did that play into why you stopped doing bands? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I also started doing drama more, oh, and okay. I was like on the. I was like a drama officer, like I was uh, secretary of the drama club, and then I was vice president, then I was president, and so I was like I was doing all this stuff for drama club, and so I didn't mm-hmm. have time, uh. Uh, and so I was just like I'd rather do, and I was I knew I wanted to do um, theater and film in college, and so I was just like mm, I'll drop color guard, right? Because that's not something you can. Study. <laughs> what do you major in? I major in flag I, spinning. I majored in... With a minor in marching. <clears throat> so what are you going to be? A professional color guard? I'm going to join the can. color guard corps. Some and... people do. Really? Yeah. I Is that mean, a like, thing? Yeah, you could be like a professional color guard person. Like, like for... 
I don't know, sports teams or like for you have no idea the national <laughs> the national band of some sort. NCG. Yeah. You can go into the NCG. Yeah, sure. <laughs> March in the Macy's Day Parade or something. Uh, I don't know. Those people aren't aren't those people aren't paid. Um, yeah, no, exactly. So you're not professional. So you're not professional. You're still an amateur. Yeah, you're after all these years. Um, <laughs> Look, I majored in this in college. I got a master's in color guard. I did my PhD in marching formations. $150,000 down the tubes, yeah. I and still... I still get $15 every Saturday for going out to color guard. <laughs> Fifteen dollars, that's a lot. It's <laughs> a lot. You were you said you did drama in high school and then but you knew like then you wanted to do it in college mm-hmm. and like as a life choice yeah that's my life choice (laughs) and i'm still paying for it yeah as you do (laughs) as you do (laughs) um so what was that like like were your parents like no be a hoity-toity white person be a hoity-toity white person and study accounting like your father (laughs) and uh, (laughs) no they were pretty they were pretty cool with it Mm -hmm. um i think they wanted me to be like a drama teacher um rather than going into they wanted me to have a plan basically yeah as most um, but they do. weren't um, like, no, you can't do drama. Like right. they never were like that. We're putting our feet down. This is, I mean, this is no Lifetime movie right. or anything <laughs> like that where they're just like drama. What? Like, <laughs> they're just like you can't do they that. They spill their martinis. What? Like, <laughs> I mean, I make my <laughs> your dad's I monocle my, falls I mean, off. I make his... my parents sound like wasps. They're the furthest <laughs> thing from wasps. But um, <laughs> like, you know, they were. Well, your fictional parents for this. My fictional parents, my lifetime movie parents, would have would have spilled their martinis right. and stuff. But my real parents, who are you know Italian Americans from New York, they were just like, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. Do you have a plan? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you did that in college, and then you were like, I'm going to the big city. Yeah, I had a I had a boyfriend at the time who was also coming to the big city to study creative writing. So mm. um, we were both getting into fields that had no money and no opportunities so that's why we came here yeah (laughs) this most expensive city in the world to be the smallest fish in the biggest pond to thrive yeah (laughs) yeah it always like like i'm from here Mm -hmm. so i i know that if i wasn't from here Mm -hmm. i never ever would have come here yeah. Because I, I just don't have that personality. Okay. Where, like, I'm not a, uh, I'm not good about, um, you're not that get up and go type. Yeah, I'm not that get up and go type. I'm just like, maybe it'll work out. I mean, I'll try it. It's like, oh, it's here. <laughs> yeah, it's here. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, uh, that makes you really lucky. I mean, I feel like people who grew up out here are so lucky to have this huge city just like yeah. at your fingertips. Oh, yeah. No, it's like, because I grew up in cow towns. Yeah. And, like, the largest city that was close to me was, I mean, Dallas is. I'm not sure how Dallas rates next to um, Denver, but, like, Phoenix is a pretty small city. Mm-hmm. And um, Denver's kind of a mid-level city at this point. Yeah, yeah. And so it's just kind of like, that 
is a lot of my friends, like, that's their option right now. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, well, I can go to Denver and try and... and work in a 20-story building. And I can... I can do regional theater, but not like the big regional theater because they only employ SAG and, and equity actors right. from New York City. Right, right. Um, I can do like community theater. So I almost feel like it's it's in a way like I don't know if it's like <clears throat> you're better than I am because you have that. <laughs> I don't like... feel like I'm better. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm better than anybody. But, but it's there is a thing where it's like if you're going to risk everything and move to New York City to mm-hmm. make it big like are, are you do you have more of are you more likely to succeed than someone that's just like yeah I'm here I'll drive a half hour and go I don't know I feel like people who live out here have a little more of a, a home team advantage because mm-hmm. they have I have some family out here too but it's just kind of um it's like you've been out here your whole life mm-hmm. and you know the city so well and I don't know. It's just kind of there's kind of an inherent vibe about people who have just been in New York City for their entire lives. That mm-hmm. is just kind of like I feel like people who um, have all these resources close to them maybe have a little bit of an advantage over transplants who kind of have to be by themselves all the time. Although, yeah, um, yeah I, I would transplants. Find... A lot of transplants have been able are, are very. We're all very like yourself up by your own bootstraps yeah yeah people well i mean you have so, to be because, because otherwise, like, you would never otherwise we'd here. all be on the street yeah <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah because you have to you have to fucking figure it out otherwise like you're otherwise sleeping at you party. should just go back to that cow town that you're from <laughs> yeah <laughs> so <laughs> um trying to think of where to go after that um, I mean, that was a powerful moment yeah i mean i feel like we should just end there <laughs> It's it's hard to like come away from having such a <laughs> profound, deep, powerful moment right there. <laughs> All right, so uh, so um, that's it for today. Anyway, the weather. <laughs> um, I guess that's it. I mean, we've been talking for a little while. So, do you have anything coming up that you want to plug? Well, um, towards the end of March, um, I'm writing for a show called This Live Show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be at the Pit Loft. I don't know where your fan base is. They're probably local, right? Some are local. We actually have a lot of people listening from like California or like some people down south. A couple of people from Ireland, strangely enough. I don't oh, know how that happened. Interesting. But yeah, like every once in a while, I'll look at the stats and I'll be like, Philippines. Who's listening in the Philippines? They just want to listen yeah, just and wanna, just hear just and just go like. In. Yeah. So yeah. for everyone not in the Philippines. So, so for people who are local, um, yeah, there's a show called This Live Show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a show that I, I normally do every um, month. Um, I'm a writer for a sketch, a sketch. It's part sketch show, part late night talk show. Oh, cool. Um, and it's called This Live Show with Nate Foster, and it's at the Pit Loft um, in in um, in New York City. Uh, it's on. T- west 29th street and that's on uh march 25th friday march 25th and there's two shows there's one at nine and there's one at ten thirty. okay cool um so i'll be yeah. writing for that in march do you um, act in that at all or you just usually not usually they don't have writers also act because they also have because they have a, a full cast and gotcha. stuff um but like sometimes some writers do cameos but probably not <laughs> <laughs> probably not 
Um, yeah, and then in April we have our yeah we mag- have our we magnet, have magnet thing. We what? have magnet video lab yeah, videos. Yeah, that should be fun. Going up online so everyone can enjoy. <laughs> yeah, not just the people on Twenty Eighth and what Twenty Eighth and what? Yeah, on West Twenty Ninth Street. Twenty Ninth, yeah. Between Sixth and Seventh. <laughs> so everyone in the Philippines can watch those. <laughs> yes, or people in the Philippines can come to New York City and come see this yeah, live show with Nate Yeah, Foster. if you just want to get an $1,100 plane ride. And then pay $10 to see the show. It's fine. Yeah, it's worth no, it. Yeah, totally worth it. It's totally worth totally it to worth see it. this one comedy show that you've never seen before <laughs> and you've never heard of with a person you've never heard of with no celebrities. Not and even the slightest even the slightest uh it's 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 like a game of who's who it's been mentioned in uh like Time Out magazine though on magazine you've also never heard of a magazine you've also never heard of that is also very local (laughs) but they have Time Out magazines in most major cities so there you go but isn't it isn't it like Time Out Boston it's like Time Out Boston or Time Out LA yeah it's not Time Out New York they wouldn't mention it no But, you know, it's local and also national. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm Mike Mitchell. I'm Andrea Romano. Bye. (laughs) 